Welcome to another episode of Sheebie-Jeebies, hatched by Eternally Bored Productions. We are a horror podcast from fans, for fans, and by fans, or in some order like that. And once again, I am your host, Sam Carlson. We're going to bitch about a horror movie this week. And uh, before we get into that, we've got a couple of things that are going on in the world of horror movies. And uh, let's see. We had the Halloween trailer come out, and... I'm excited for it. It looks great. I love Jamie Lee Curtis in anything. And I enjoyed uh, Halloween H2O. And seeing Laurie Strode get killed off in Resurrection was a huge disappointment. So even though we are kind of retconning the series, which I am not a fan of in general, I'm okay with it this time. Because we're going to go back and do a better job. And... You know, I'm not sure where this is really going to lead, uh, since this is supposed to take place after the events of Halloween 2. Uh, it looks cool as shit. It looks violent and very gory, which, uh, you know, I can't complain about. <laughs> Lori's got kind of a weird, like, loner survivalist gimmick going on here. Uh, but, you know, that's not really... That's not too far from far off from our character to begin with. Uh, let's see. In the trailer, I remember her... Gran- apparently her granddaughter's in it. And I'm wondering, so are we still going with, uh, like, either of the kids that have already been in the canon? Or is this, like, a completely new kid that we're just going to reboot with? So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, I also enjoyed the scene where Michael Myers just, like, throws a fucking handful of teeth over the bathroom stall. That was that was beautiful. Uh, and... Uh, just this morning, they revealed the casting. Uh, they revealed the casting for Mike Hanlon in uh, It Chapter Two. So Adult Mike is going to be play- be played by Isaiah Mustafa, who you guys are all going to remember from those old the uh, Old Spice commercials where he's on a horse, and that thing you love is now diamonds and whatnot. So. I think that was great casting. I just hope they actually do something with Mike's character this time around. I have a lot of feelings on uh, the on on it chapter one, which you know at some point we'll get to we'll get to an episode on that. But uh, you know, Mike has uh, such an int- like his character is the book, and then in the movie we're just gonna basically not give him shit to do. So that was uh, that was my major complaint with it. I thought it was a solid movie all around, though. So, let's see, I think that pretty much covers it. I've just been watching the Wishmaster movies again. And, you know, I got through one. One's still great. Wishmaster 2 is passable. Wishmaster 3 is a fucking garbage fire. And now I have one Wishmaster movie left, and it's Wishmaster 4, The Prophecy Fulfilled, and it, I'm terrified. I, I'm as bad as Wishmaster 3 was. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it through 4. So, you know, we'll see. But on today's episode, we are going to be covering one of the big four franchises from Friday the 13th, and we are doing part six, Jason Lives. And on our show today is my good friend, Chris Johnson. Hello. Hey, Chris. So why did you want to do this movie? Uh, The reason I want to do Friday the 13th part six is that is my earliest memories of a horror movie. Um, I was about four and a half or five, so I really don't have most memories from that time period forever ago. But my aunt was watching a horror movie, and I still had these scenes play in my head forever. I have actually, until watching this recently, I have never actually watched the movie until that time when I was a kid. That was the first movie you saw ever? Yeah. Um, 
first ever horror movie I saw. I think the first movie I ever saw was maybe Milo and Otis was a different horror movie. Um, <laughs> the movie was terrible. Yeah, it was pretty horrifying. Especially all the murdered dogs and cats they used for that movie. Anyway, so, uh, yes. Uh, the first of the actual horror movies. Um, back before I had imagination as a kid. Then when I had imagination, I was scared of everything. But then as I, as I got around like 13, 14, it's like, oh yeah, everything's, nothing's crazy. Everything's fine. Okay, fine. I watched horror movies again. It was fun. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it was uh, released in 1986 theatrically. And then I'm guessing you just saw it on TV. Oh, yeah, like VHS. VHS. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, they yeah. didn't stick me in a little bag into yeah. the theater. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what are the scenes that uh, really stuck with you? Like, why did you remember them specifically? Uh, probably because my first time actually seeing death. So I had the, the scenes that always stuck in my mind forever um, were them stabbing the body in the graveyard. It got with a metal pipe that ended up getting struck by lightning, which resurrected Jason. Um, the scene of the woman getting her face struck through the RV. So that it's a face great. imprint on the outside of the RV. Then it was the friend's head rolling out of the sheriff's car. And then finally, um, the guy on the lake of fire trying to fight Jason. Hmm. That's what I remembered until watching it now. I was like, oh, okay, that's what happens. So when you were a kid and you were seeing this for the first time, did it give you any nightmares? As a kid, no. I, I think it made me realize what nightmares kind of could be. Um, that's when I started, you know, seeing skulls in my dreams and, you know, things of that nature, just kind of like faceless, but so, sort of humanoid things. All right. You need to dream about Slender Man at an early age. Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean dream about him? Yeah, I visit him. You. Anyway, so, you know, to go over the movie, basically, this is the first time that we get our undead zombie Jason. And man, fucking Tommy Jarvis. If he hadn't got, if he didn't need to go fucking with Jason's grave, we wouldn't have all of these other fucking Friday the 13th sequels where Jason's just unstoppable killing machine. And it gets, it gets a little redundant, guys. So... Fuck off, Tommy Jarvis. Um, but one of the things that I thought was interesting is like, I hadn't seen this in a while. So I'm watching it. And the guy that Tommy's going to dig up Jason with, I was saying, man, that guy looks just like Ron Palillo. And, and you were like, who? I was like, Horshack from Welcome Back, Cotter. You know, and I'm just halfway expecting him to like shoot his hand up and go, oh, 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 Mr. Cotter. And, you know, of course, that doesn't happen. But then, like, I paused the movie for one second, and there it is at the bottom, Rod Palillo. So my ability to recognize Horshack anywhere is still with me. I'm so proud of that. Mm -hmm. Horshack? Warshack? You know, the guy from Watchmen? or That would have been a great crossover, yeah. right? Welcome back, Watchmen. I would have done it. You know, but one of the things that uh, during that opening graveyard, it seems like, who's paying for Jason's tombstone? Exactly, like that costs money, and then who's paying for his casket? He's in. Who's paying for the burial? It's like, like is the state paying for this? Or? Actually, you know, he's buried next to his mother. We didn't really, we weren't able to really see his mother's gravestone in there oh. or tombstone. Mm -hmm. But uh, apparently, in the novelization, because there was a novelization of this, or uh, I think it was originally cut out of the script. I can't remember. It was one or the other. And uh, at the, you know, there's a there's a part where uh, Jason's father actually goes to visit the grave and sees that that's that's not Jason's body in there, 
And I, you know, that is bizarre. So that's the closest thing we have to really anything canon about, you know, who Jason's father is, which, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of some fans out there who are probably also the ones writing Freddy slash fiction like to think that Freddy is, is the one that raped Mrs. Voorhees and he's actually Jason's father. So this would be a no. That's a terrible fan theory. If you support it, I, you know, don't have time for you. So, I mean... Um, we're guessing that this is Jason's father paying for the for the burials. Uh, probably. Or some other uh, the Voorhees family. I'm so curious, though. I want to know about that. Like, <sighs> is, is see, it kind of, I don't know the Voorhees family well enough to... I don't know their, their lineage well enough. Well, to me, it'd be, it'd be kind of like a Hitler family after World War II. Got to change that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's the same way with Kruger or Myers, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Tommy and uh, Hawes... Ron Palillo's character. They're digging up Jason and it's during With the thunderstorm. With his mask. Like, why bring the mask to the body? Why did the insane asylum allow the allow Tommy to keep the mask? Exactly. That seems like it would just constantly trigger you. That's probably why, like, he, ha- he can't get over his trauma with Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take that fucking mask away. That's such a bad idea. Yeah, maybe that's why they closed down. Who knows? Yeah. So, you know, and then we've got magic lightning, you know, yes. which comes to uh, to hit the, uh, it's it's not a pole, it's actually part of the fence that yes, Tommy, I guess, in his superhuman rage, just like breaks yeah, off. Hulks out, like, ah, oh, fence bad, yeah. stab Jason. Yeah, so he's stabbing Jason and then lightning strikes this. Yeah, twice. And, yeah, and, twice. Yeah, it, re- it resurrects Jason, but also like regenerates all his flesh at the same time because he's full of worms and everything. And, but he still only got one good eye. Only so. one good eye, yeah. It's not fully magic lightning enough to give him back his other eye. Yeah, it's it's a great scene. It's it's probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, that's where we first get the full like inkling of like how powerful Zombie Jason is when he punches uh, Horshack through the uh, chest. Yeah, just like punches his heart right out. That mm-hmm. was so cool. But then kind of like punts him into the grave yeah. where he just came from. Yeah, exactly. Like before, Jason was already just this like he, like huge strong dude. Oh yeah, this big survivalist guy. Yeah, and now he's just a not, now he really is the unstoppable force. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then uh, from there, Tommy narrowly escapes. And then we get our introduction, which is a take on uh, the 007, Ugh. where, what is it, he, where he's like walking into the Yeah, he, he walks into the, because uh, it appears in Jason's eye uh, during the opening credits, and he kind of walks into it like it's the barrel of the gun from uh, 007. Yeah. yeah. Die another day, Jason. Yeah. Yeah, this is like a really, this is such a fun movie. It was having fun with itself. Yes, very much was. Yeah. So now we've got what used to be Crystal Lake is now Forest Green. Mm-hmm. So, sure. As opposed to, like, the next time Sky Blue or uh, Brown Cabins. They're just trying to name things that you find in paint stores. Yeah, basically. You know, we're trying to erase the, the Nightmare of Jason, which, you know, this does kind of make sense, you know, since we had Jason officially die just in four, and then we also had five, which was just Roy, but... Mm-hmm. Destroy the movie, you know. We want to start over, so I get that. Exactly, because Crystal Lake's like that that one restaurant in your town that always closes, but keep people keep trying again. But nope. Yeah, nope, it's the cursed closing. spot. Yeah, it's- exactly. And like, there's been like a subway there and a Chinese restaurant there and wings, and nothing ever works. Nothing ever works. Yeah. So. 
we're trying to open, you know, at this point, we're trying to open up the camp again, because what else would we do? We, we, we've renamed the town. We're going to rename the camp. Mm-hmm. We've got camp counselors coming in. And of course, while that's going on, we've got Tommy trying to warn the sheriff about uh, Jason is actually alive. And of course, you know, the, the, the sheriff thinks he's a, a kook because they know what happened to him. And they know he was in the asylum, I guess, somehow. Mm-hmm. Newspaper reporting the small town kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm sure you know everybody's business. And in this crossover, there's the sheriff's daughter, Megan, who is one of those counselors who's opening up Crystal Lake. So now we have a way for our storylines to kind of intersect there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, that's right, because Megan shows up. It's like, hi, Dad. I'm ready to go to uh, camp now. Oh, hey, who's this hot guy who's uh, locked in your prison? Oh yeah, she is trying to she is trying to bone Tommy the whole movie, like like trying so very hard. And you know, it shouldn't like she should just be a little bit more direct. Mm-hmm. You would think, you know, come on, everybody everybody's fucking in this movie. Oh yeah, at least trying to and then dying. Well, that, that's a that's a typical Friday Thirteenth thing. It's like camp counselors having sex and dying having sex. Yeah, we don't have a lot of sex scenes, and there's no, no. actual nudity in this movie. Which is odd mm-hmm. for Friday the 13th, but hey. They replaced each boob with another uh, decapitation. Yeah, yeah. There are definitely, yeah, we had a high rate. We had we had more decapitations than boobs in this. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. I wonder what the uh, the rest of the movies stand at. I don't know. I haven't seen another one in a while. Yeah. I mean, kills, you can't really, you can't really do it with kills. We definitely know there no. are more kills. Oh, yeah, definitely more kills. But, and then the kills were, of course crazy in this one like whenever uh oh shit jason uh starts killing yuppies because there's another thing this movie yeah. hates yuppies he, he kills like four yuppies that are just randomly out in the forest they're mm-hmm. just deciding to go there for the weekend or something yeah Ugh. Let's, let's 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 take up our expensive 80s taste with plastic bottles of champagne well, i think this, this forest. is yeah i think this is all like por- for- part of forest greens like rebranding as like a tourist as some sort of you know tourist trap or tourist mm-hmm. destination you know you can get away from the hectic city life and that's you know that that would you know that works uh i do like the that um the first yuppies they kill off darren and Lisbeth. There's some really interesting, like, snappy proto-scream dialogue in here. Where oh, yeah, they're very Lisbeth, self-aware. Yeah, they run into Jason in the middle of the road, and, you know, Elizabeth even says, I've seen enough horror movies to know mm-hmm. that if there's a guy in the middle of the road wearing a mask, it's you, usually bad. You go bad. away. Yeah. Exactly. He's trying to kill you. Yeah, and she's like, I'm going <laughs> to reverse this car all the, way the, all the way back to the city. And then the guy's like, no, wait a second. I have a gun stored in your glove compartment of your car that you didn't know about. Don't worry, I'll handle this. Yeah. We have a lot of, like, um, random secret guns. Just, you know, everybody has a gun. So. Yes. I mean, 80s America. You know, mm-hmm. you know and uh, but the movie itself does, like, kind of... It doesn't make fun of itself, per se, but it's kind of, like, has a bit of self-awareness and it is very it is self-referential. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one thing that was interesting that I found in the trivia was that uh, the director, Tom McLaughlin, was originally offered to direct Scream. Oh. And apparently he passed on it, which... Bad choice, but, you know, you've got your reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even Kevin Williamson said that uh, Friday the 13th Part 6 partially inspired him for the Scream script. And Tom McLaughlin also wrote this uh, movie as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, that was impressive, you know. 
So, you know, these yuppies, Darren and Elizabeth, get killed. And it was so great because, like, Elizabeth is trying to, like, like trying to give money to Jason, like, a couple of 20s. Was it like 40 bucks somewhere there? Yeah, it was like $40. And, you know, what is, I mean, that's, that's, I'd take $40 now. Mm-hmm. You know, but then also her American Express card, too. Was very that was part centered of it. in oh, the yeah. shot. I know. Is that, you know, are we getting some money for that or what? You know, don't leave home without it. Mm-hmm. So, let's see. They're, you know, and uh, I don't remember how Darren died. I don't think it matters. I think he oh, just no, got no, vaulted over Jason's shoulder. He got, no, he got stabbed because this is after Jason gets resurrected. He's got the spear that brought him back to life. Right, yeah. The spear of destiny, as it were. He doesn't have his machete yet. Yeah. Um, so he just spears Darren to the chest. Yeah, he and picks up he, that machete yeah. later. Oh, yeah, he picks up machete later when he kills the paintballers from the, uh, speaking of more yuppies, uh, from the city. <laughs> a, bunch of, a bunch of executives. Exactly. Just like, oh, we're at some kind of company picnic thing. Oh, I bet it's like a teamwork building exercise. Yes. That's going to be a problem when the team doesn't actually come back. Oh, yeah, that company's going to fold. I know, right? Well, we've lost all of our man, all of them, all of management's been slaughtered out in the woods. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's either going to like ruin the company or then everybody gets to move up. Yeah, exactly. They got a power void there, power vacuum. Yeah, and uh, what do we we get some uh, great kills? Mm-hmm. I, I you know uh, I know you mentioned uh, decapitations in this. Oh yeah, um, there was people's their head off, but like in the for the yuppies though, or at least the team of yuppies of, of the, executives. The paintball yuppies. Yeah, they're um, they're following. I think um, it, it looks like the ice cream brothers from City Slickers, um, following them as they get captured by the new up and coming woman. Uh, executive, they're like, oh, we got captured by a woman. How dare that? So embarrassing to us. As she's walking them back to home base with the flag, like, oh, hey, there's Jason, and he chops off all three of their heads in one slice. That was, I was, that was, that was beautiful. I didn't think you could do that, but this is this is the level of Jason strength we're dealing with now. Oh, even before that, where he got the machete was from the angry man. Uh, who oh, was like, he was like Chet from Weird Science. Yes, it was Chet from Weird Science. He's like, how dare that woman tag me out? Rawr, I'm going to get her. And he's like chopping the forest with the machete. And Jason's like just sitting there in the brush, barely uh, hidden. He's like, oh, hey, thanks for that. He just kind of like whiplashes him. Yeah, he fucking Irish whips this guy, man. Like into a tree, and so hard, the guy's arm pops off, and he leaves a smiley print face print plant into the tree. Yeah, I mean, even more than that, though, it's like he he gets his face is impaled on that tree branch, right? Mm-hmm. And then the impact is so great that it peels off the bark of the tree, and then reveals the smiley face yes. imprint with blood. And I'm like, that's. That is insane. See, and it's like Jason is even shocked because he holds up the arm with the machete. And he and he's like, like looks at it like, what am I? Wow. <laughs> like even he's stunned at how strong he is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So what were the other? There, then we had another couple of uh, we had a double impaling. Yes, uh, it was. It was another yuppie couple. It was couple. the yuppie couple, yes. The yuppie couple is in the forest, about to have sex in his little blanket in the middle of the forest. Uh, that's where um, uh, old drunk groundskeeper, not Willie, 
uh, gets murdered by Jason with the uh, glass because he's like the the groundskeeper's like oh, from the uh, graveyard is all drunk walking into this forest like where'd the road go oh well time to throw this liquor bottle into the forest it doesn't land because Jason catches it because Jason is a sad Indian I on know. the side of the road I know it's like uh, you're ra- we were waiting for the PSA of keep forest green beautiful and that yes. sing- single tear to roll down from his intact eye mm-hmm. oh man the stabs in the throat and then so he hears the uh, couple about to have sex and it's oh Jason alarm goes off people about to have sex um he goes. That was in the camper with Court and Nikki, right? Uh, no, but was, uh, that was later on. Oh, okay. This was, no, this the, was the yuppie couple. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is um, when he still has the the great spear uh, at the time. They're about to escape on their motorcycle in the forest. I don't know why you bring a motorcycle in the forest anyway. And just stabs through both of them like a big shish kebab. Yeah. Yeah, so, again, absurd Jason strength. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, as you mentioned before, one of uh, the scenes that you remember as a kid about the woman getting her face pressed uh, through the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was part of, like, uh, when Court and Nikki were in the camper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, like, the Court's driving away because apparently, you know, they just had, they just saw Jason, and so they're going to get the fuck out of Dodge. Mm -hmm. So, Court's hauling ass with this camper back to camp. Oh, that's redundant. Yeah. So he's hauling ass with this RV back to camp, and Nikki can't uh, is like too uncoordinated to stand up. And I mean, she also like, just gave him the worst sex ever. Uh, she was oh, like trying to hump to the beat of the music that's like ten and a half minutes long. The court's like, "You're crazy, whatever, Jesus." And she's like, "You have to keep it up for ten more minutes." And I'm like, "You might as well be fucking to Inagata Davida." Hell, man. But yeah, so yeah, she's she's barely able to like stand the camper even though she says it's her father-in-law's camper so you think I thought she it was would, her grandfather's I thought it was her somebody if who, she was her father-in-law's why would she be fucking not no 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 her stepfather's oh stepfather's okay. camper yes it's somebody who's sort of related to her uh, to me she would if she's experienced the camper she should know I'd probably sit down at the seat when the camper's moving not just try to stand up and flail around and do somersaults back into the bed yeah and so of course Jason is hiding in the RV in the bathroom of the RV which if y'all have ever been in any RV there's barely room for one for Jason or, you know, let alone for him to, like, drag this woman in there with him. But, you know. And that's why he made space. He's got to push the walls out with oh. her. Oh, yeah. He's like, man, this this little cramped in here. Got to gotta knock out this wall. Yeah, it's like he's shoving her face through the mirror of the ca- of the like the of the bathroom mm-hmm. which if it's the kind you know if it's an RV chances are that's probably a medicine cabinet yes right cuz you know it's like they ain't no space it nowhere there mm-hmm. so she's going through this medicine cat through the mirror through the medicine cabinet and then getting pressed into the fiberglass and leaving an imprint on the outside mm-hmm. that's you know i i love these depictions of how absurdly strong Jason is we're just just really going over the top with it so and then i'm oh then there was a, yeah and then there was that gnarly camper crash oh yeah because uh, jason uh stabs court to the head with his like his random oh, yeah his random knife he has on his belt like where the hell did you get that I whatever think he jason picked it up from the paintballers maybe like he stole the utility belt or something yeah i don't know what, whatever he picks up weapons as he goes he, he improvises he's a survivalist uh, and just stabs Court through the head and then of course that causes Court to veer off because now he's dead and the camper just pulls this huge wicked stunt 
Like, like yes. it's in some kind of ramp in the middle of this forest and crashes and burns and Jason just punches the door that's facing the surface and kind of stands on top of it like, yes, look what I've done. It kind of, you know, reminds me, like it kind of made me think whether or not Jason would be a good spy again, connecting to that whole opening <laughs> at the beginning. Because, you know, he sneaks around very easily for a big guy. And, oh, he and he doesn't tell any secrets. That's true, but he's not very good at getting information out of people. No. No. Unless you want people just dead. Yeah. He's got the assassin thing down pat, Mm -hmm. but, you know, he couldn't get you information. So, yeah, I'm probably saying no, no to spy Jason. Although, Mm -hmm. if they wanted to do a spy, uh, Jason as a spy, you know, I'd go, I'd throw money at that movie. That would be, that would be fun. Double O Jason. Yeah. So, you know, pretty much this whole movie, we've been like, uh, we've been doing this thing where the sheriff doesn't like Tommy Jarvis because he thinks that he's the one who's killing all these people when actually Tommy's just trying to warn everybody about Jason. Mm -hmm. And the sheriff is hilarious. He has the best lines in this movie. Like, like leave, like telling Tommy to that he he'll be leaving wearing his balls as earrings. Wait, when he's trying to make him leave town. Yeah. Or when uh, Tommy first shows up at the sheriff's office, he's like, "Iron him." I was like, "Iron, Iron him." him. <laughs> like, oh, put him in jail. What kind of like trucker lingo is this sheriff using? I know. Or the one where uh, he and the deputy start to pursue him, and he's like, "Hit the cherries and the noise," and I'm like, <laughs> "The cherries and the noise," which are just you know the lights and sirens. But I've never heard some of the this. Maybe I'm I'm not well informed about older movies like that. I can't. I haven't heard this in other movies before, but it's like cherries and noise. Like, okay, maybe he's like ad libbing the entire time. The director's like, whatever, just go for it. <laughs> yeah, you know, Tommy's like trying to basically figure shit out because ob- he's brought Jason back from the dead like an asshole. Oops. Yeah, and uh, he buys like all he buys a bunch of books, and one of them is like his manual of a, a manual of occultism. Mm-hmm. So really, I mean, it's like there with. Was Tobin's spirit guide not available? Uh, it reads like stereo instructions. I know, right? I mean, I'm guessing there weren't any, like, uh, Ray's occult books nearby, because they probably hadn't franchised by that point. Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah. just, it was 86. It was just barely out of 84. Yeah. And at some, you know, at some point amidst all the kills, like, our plot somehow comes together, and they have to go, what, back to the camp? And then the yes. police are on the way? Yes. Yeah, so and Tommy is suddenly hit back. with this idea of, like, no, we have to go back to the camp because we'll we'll chain Jason up that's in Crystal Lake. That's his home. That's I'm his like, home. That's why that's why it'll be fine. That's why this will work. Exactly, as opposed to anything else that's happened to Jason this entire time of shotgun blasts or anything else. I guess this is something he learned in in one of those books, though. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, speaking of books, there's a scene. Do you remember the the scene where all the campers are sleeping and one of them has. Uh, they're reading like uh, Sartre's No Exit, and I'm sorry if anybody knows what I'm talking about, and I can't, I don't, I don't speak French, so I'm probably saying that incorrectly. Jean-Paul Sartre, mm-hmm. uh, the No Exit that uh, is where the whole "Hell is other people" quotation originates from, which mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, this kid's, uh, this kid's probably fine with dying. Oh yeah, yeah this kid doesn't is 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 going to be fu- you know fully equipped. Or maybe this kid is the secret killer. It's it's Roy too. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> The Royening. The Royening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, Jason is basically just... I wonder if he's if he knows that Tommy's out there and he's got, like, Tommy radar and he's just honing in on to- homing in on Tommy or he's just, ran- like, killing everybody in his path and he's supposed... Like, he's mostly just um, 
going back to Crystal Lake because that's what he knows. Yeah, that's the last place he remembers. Yeah. It's like, back in Bagner. Yeah. <laughs> Let's kill people as I'm going. Yeah. That's true. And then at some point, the sheriff gets killed. And oh, because the sheriff tries shotgunning him a couple of times. Uh, deputy dies. A lot of people die. Well, a lot of uh, sheriff's office dies. Yeah, and most people apartment. die. Yeah. I was actually rather surprised. Well, not totally surprised, but uh, Megan, the love interest of Tommy Jarvis, does not die. Mm-hmm. You know, she's kind of useless at the end, but she she presents herself to be fairly capable throughout the movie, like driving him to go get supplies to mm-hmm. go and uh, chain Jason down into the lake. Although this was great because at this point, like Tommy is still a fugitive on the on the run, and um, uh. So she basically, she's just like, put your head down on my lap and like keeps his head like in her crotch for like what probably a good thirty minutes while she's driving around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. in movie time, and not movie like not movie time, not thirty minutes, but like in real time, probably thirty minutes because she's yeah. trying to make her escape from all the blockades and like don't worry, we'll take the uh, one road here and I'll be able to escape them. Yeah, and it's like she's real, tr- she's really trying to get fucked in this movie. Oh yeah, they keep like camera shotting her crotch. I know it's like over it over the pants uh, road head is not a thing. No. Yeah, definitely not, and definitely not for a woman. That would just that would just annoy me. Uh, so, where are we at now? Uh, we we kind of keep jumping around, like this movie. Um, we kind of skipped over uh, when Jason makes it back to camp. Because uh, he makes camp before the police officers do. So he makes That's it back true. to camp. He kills uh, the one black friend um, by pulling her head off. I think she's the only black person in the movie. She was. Of course. Uh, once again, 86. Um, yeah. She dies. Uh, her bunkmate, um, the one who helps. Uh, oh, that's another thing. Uh, the little girl, the blonde girl named Nancy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who keeps showing up. Like, I saw a monster. Don't worry, honey. It's okay. Just pray the monster away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she, that, that camp counselor who was bunkmates with uh, Sissy was named the uh, mm-hmm. black friend. Yeah. Uh, who dies. Yeah. Uh, she, like, she dies off screen, but she's made of like 15 gallons of blood or something like that. She's like extra blood stored into her because that, that cabin is just coated in blood. Yeah, that probably means she's like super healthy, but, you know, I mean, she'd be healthy. Well, She's still alive, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is painted. I'm like, what did you do? Well, and that's also the thing. So when the where, police... where is her body? I didn't see a body. No, I know. Her body I just, just saw the disappeared. Uh, but it's probably just gotten mushed into the paint job. Yeah, she explodes like a Mortal Kombat fatality. But yeah, so like after she dies, that's when the police show up. Is after she dies, the sheriff opens the door, sees blood everywhere, and it's like. Better go help those kids. Don't hey kids, come to me now. Go hide instead of esca- getting the kids to escape. But you know there's a serial killer on the loose who paints people on walls. I know. Evacu- evacuate the camp. Call for all the backup in nearby counties. Mm-hmm. Do something. You got to get those kids out of there. Those parents are gonna sue you. Exactly. And then also he was telling the, the uh, other deputies and is like, okay guys, go hunt down Jason. But be quiet. Don't wake up the kids. Boom, boom, bam, bow, shang. It's like shooting off guns everywhere. Better not wake up them kids. I, I don't I don't even know. But uh, mean, speaking of parents, though, who in their right mind br- brings their kids back to the uh, Camp Crystal Lake? 
you know what's happened there. Like, every time they try reopening the camp, all the counselors are murdered. Exactly. So it's probably parents who hated their kids who sent them down there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, this is apparently the only movie that actually shows kid campers there. Yes. I mean... Um, may, except for maybe the what the first one in flashbacks. I think first one in flashbacks. Yeah. yeah, the only one actually has Jason interact with kids. Yeah, because that's another memory of from back when I was young child of four years old of Jason being in the cabin with the kids and being kind of freaked out by that. And um, back to. Uh, Nancy, um, she was like, oh, no, better pray the Jason away. And she closes her eyes, has the, uh, the Lord's Prayer, and he disappears. Like, oh, that worked. I'm good to go now. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, there's a, there are a lot of uh, different horror references throughout mm-hmm. this movie. Uh, there's, what, like, Cunningham County, like a, mm-hmm. a callback to Sean S. Cunningham, a creative Friday the 13th, or who directed the first one, I forget. Uh, probably both. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I've got fans out there. I don't have fans. I have people out there that are screaming at me on the internet right now for that. Uh, internet usually works. Yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, and then there's uh, what uh, the there's another town nearby. I think it's Carpenter that they mention after John Carpenter, mm-hmm. and then. I mean, Nancy's the name of the uh, main uh, girl from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, Tom McLaughlin actually said that that he just used the name Nancy because his wife's name is Nancy. She uh, also plays Elizabeth in this movie. Oh, that's Elizabeth. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, the uh, the the similarities are pretty interesting because mm-hmm. you know it's uh, Nancy's having nightmares about a monster, mm-hmm. and then she's also you know saying the saying uh, the 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 prayer about now I lay me down to sleep as Nancy does in Nightmare on Elm Street. Exactly, and then also they talk about the counselors to Nancy is like. It was just a nightmare. There's no monsters. You're okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So much for that. Mm-hmm. Although she was. I mean, Jason doesn't kill any... I have never seen Jason actually kill kids. Not to my knowledge, I don't think. Yeah. I don't... I've... I, I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's... Is it uh, because he has the mind of a child? Because, you know, you know he got bullied as a kid. Mm-hmm. You would just... I would just be like, well, everybody's an asshole and just kill indiscriminately. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, maybe, maybe it's more fun to kill teenagers. Or uh, Jason's even aware of the NC-17 rating of, like, can't kill kids. <laughs> hey, Freddy got away with that. <laughs> yeah, true. Not quite. Mm. Uh, kind of, yeah. Kind mm. of off screen. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, Freddy's uh, more so the kid killer Jason's. The... Well, Jason kills everyone, yeah. yeah. Jason kills all the teens and all the adults, and Freddy's just kids yeah. and teens. Yeah. Fre- yeah, Jason's anybody over the age of 16 is like, can you drive? Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you hit puberty? Yeah, exactly. Have you hit puberty yet? <laughs> Jason's, I know, like Jason's check, but like those, uh, his bo- his box to tick off is like, is there grass on the field? <laughs> That's how you know you're fucked. Uh, uh, I know. Well, that's who I am. Yeah. So we get to the end of this movie somehow. Mm-hmm. And... Tommy finds this rock that he wraps the chain around. We didn't find the rock. He like he's all so he brings the chain to the canoe or at least the the boat. He finds one sheriff's officer dead to boat. Like oh, gotta find another boat. So he goes and jumps dumps the chains in there. He's like man, I need something heavy to put these chains on to tie Jason down. I oh, know I got a rock, and he's like. Ugh. Trying to, trying to bring the rock over to really slowly to the boat uh, uh, and then he brings it to the boat. So it's kind of like, okay. Well, the rock had to be heavy. I mean, because Jason's fucking massive. You need something to hold that motherfucker down. But he's also undead, so he's already lighter and floatier. What? How? But I mean, bodies float when well, they're yeah, dead. I, no, I know, but I mean, like, he's at, he weighs a, well, he weighs a lot. True, but he's we, also gaseous from all but, the uh, bugs eating him. 
But you would float anyway if you were alive. I mean, we all float down here, but still. <laughs> no, if you go in the water, you will float. Just You can just float to the top of water. Yeah. So he'd be floating anyway, but it's like he weighs like at least 250. I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I don't think, we don't have an official weight on Jason. His height has fluctuated a lot over the years. Yes, depending <laughs> on which over six foot person plays him that day. This is true. Our tallest one being 6'5". That's it. <laughs> and tell the audience how how tall you are, Chris. I'm 6'11". Yeah, so he's not phased by any of this. You're taller than the tallest, Jason. Yes. Yeah. I would love to get a picture of you stand, standing next to Ken Kersinger. That would be so funny. Uh, so we wrap this chain around this rock. And, you know, it's just like... <sighs> I wonder, is that just like a regular rock? Is it a, maybe like a some sort of metal I think it's in that rock? It's got to be fucking Crystal heavy. Lake rock. I don't know. Uh, maybe he did some kind of like um, hoodoo magic on it off screen after reading the book. <laughs> yeah, I know the manual of occultism. Mm-hmm. Right back in there. It's like if you find a random rock, take a rock from next to the place the person died, and then say this one spell. Don't worry about pronunciation. It's perfectly fine. No, Klaatu, Verata, whatever, it's fine. I'm glad they left out any sort of magic spells. That would have been, like, too far. Oh, yeah, exactly. They already had Zombie Jason. That's enough magic. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I really enjoy Zombie Jason. It's, like, it's such a fun movie. He's just, like, gleefully killing. I mean, as gleeful as you can be when you have a hockey mask on and you mm-hmm. can't convey emotions. But I felt like, because um, uh, there are apparent, most of the movie, I think, was played by C.J. Graham. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the paintballer scene was played by another actor. But they did. They both did a good job of of emoting as Jason, even mm-hmm. though they can only really do so through bodily movements. No facial expressions. Yeah, exactly. It was just the kind of like that slow pan to like looking at the guy's arm. I just did that. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. It was very expressive, and I I love a good Jason head tilt. Mm-hmm. This was probably. I wouldn't say it's the first one I've seen. Maybe, but. Like, I wonder like, if it's the first one in the franchise. That maybe. classic Jason head tilt. Well, like a confused puppy. Mm, kind of like it's kind of like the Scooby Doo like <laughs> it's that that's what it is, and uh, you know so Tommy goes down he's distracting Jason right mm-hmm. from from Megan and the kids yes from Megan and the kids yeah and uh, then what Tommy's in the boat and then yeah because it's the Megan and the kids are at the cabin that's closest to the lake and they're all outside like what's going on as opposed to trying to hide from the mass murdering zombie that's outside uh, so Jason's walking towards like that's another thing Jason power walks through this entire forest I'm surprised there's not like a Camp Crystal Lake 5k you power walk through oh god I would love to do that it would be so fun you would, it would have to be like a prereq that you that you dress like Jason. Like just have all these Jasons power walking through a forest. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we've got what? Zombie walk, right? Oh, yeah, this is zombie walking town. Yeah. Can we actually, I mean, technically you should be able to like be Jason at a zombie walk because he is a zombie. True. Yeah. He's a zombie Jason. Yeah. All their massive powers. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like people would get like... I'll butthurt about that zombie walk. Eh. Eh. Forget them. But yes, anyway, so uh, Megan and the uh, kiddos are all outside uh, the cabin staring at Tommy Jarvis as he's messing with a rock by the end of the uh, lakeshore. And 
Jason just kind of shows up like, okay, who do I kill? The 30 or so plus kids and the blonde girl? Or do I fight Tommy Jarvis, the man who killed me? He's like, I'm going to walk towards the uh, easy targets. And Tommy's like, hey, asshole, remember me? I killed you. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck you, kid. Yeah. Yes, you know, he vacillates a little bit. Like, it's like, come to the one you love the best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, again, like, I, I think it's just he would have killed Megan and then been, like, left the kids alone. Yeah. I, I think it would be funny, though, if, like, what would happen if you sicked a pack of kids on Jason? I mean, yeah, like, what would Jason do is like, oh, no, stop tickling me. Like, what if they just ripped him apart? Wouldn't that, that'd be a weird ending. It would be a weird ending. But also, like, I was just thinking about it. Um, with the way Jason is with kids, he would kill Megan so her blood would splash all over the kids' faces. And he'd, like, with his little zombie hand go, there, there, like, wipe the blood out of their eyes. <laughs> I'll see you in ten years. Or, I know, no, I'll right. see you in six years, most of those kids. I know, right? <laughs> that would be that would be great. Mm-hmm. Jason versus kids. Jason versus kids. Yeah. Coming to CBS this well, fall. Well, one of the one of the counselors even says, "Once the kids get off the bus, I'd rather deal with Jason." Than, oh yeah, and that's, yeah. That wasn't it the black friend who dies. Sissy? It was. Yeah. yeah. Even well, though she got her wish. She it's did. Fine. But also, she also they tried like doing some kind of like. Um, plot point stuff early on with Sissy with like playing a card game of Camp Blood. Yeah. That was weird. That didn't really go anywhere for me. No. It was just kind of weird. Like, let's throw this in there. But we keep getting off topic of like um, Tommy Jarvis. Like, I'm going gonna, gonna to lasso this Jason with a noose. <laughs> with, yeah, with the noose, with the chain noose. Chain noose. Yeah. And this was like a, a mildly suspenseful scene when he's in the boat since mm-hmm. he pours gasoline around the boat and then sets the gasoline on fire, and which is gorgeous. And that was my last memory of this movie was the gas, the lake of fire. Yeah. Even though it's not really a lake, it's just like a spot. Yeah, it's this little spot on <laughs> the lake. But as a yeah. kid, it's like, oh my god, look at all this fire everywhere. Yeah, and so Jason just like walks into the water, and I don't think Tommy thought about this. Like, Jason's just gonna walk. He's yeah, not gonna swim. Through. Yeah, power walk through the water. Mm-hmm. So until basically his body has no choice but to float up. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird because you see the bubbles on the one side, and Tommy like leans over to look at it, and then. From the other side of the boat, Jason comes up, and I'm like, what What, what was making those bubbles? Was that a Jason fart? It was probably Jason fart. Yeah, I mean, you're you're definitely full of gases at that point after being dead for a while. After being dead for a while, exactly, Ugh. zombies. Ugh. So yeah, um, he's fighting with, uh, J- Tommy and Jason are fighting. Uh, he's able to get the um, noose of chain over his neck. Uh, and tries drop he drops him into the lake, but oh man, that wily Jason um, st- grabs on the Tommy and he's holding on, trying to drown him. Oh yeah, and that goes on for a while. And, yeah, uh, that is a beautiful scene though. The mm-hmm. first time when he falls down uh, into the lake with the chain around his neck and the chain tied to the rock, mm-hmm. it was just really pretty. It was. If they even have a, a aquarium toy for that nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely would do that if I ever had fish again. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Megan tries to... Uh, yeah, because he hold, like Jason holds on the, the Tommy until Tommy stops breathing. Like, All right, well, my job's done. Let's him go. Uh, he goes uh, Yeah, off. I know. You know, I would think Jason would just, like, hold him down there with him mm-hmm. forever. <gasps> and then um, Megan goes out, like, oh, no, my boyfriend almost sort of thing is dead. I better go rescue him. Wait here, kid. So she runs off, uh, gets into the water, tries uh, pulling Tommy out. I'm like, oh, no, Jason's got my leg. I better activate this motorboat that's next to me magically. <laughs> well, 
mean, it was attached to the boat. I mean, that boat wasn't completely sunk anyway. No, it wasn't. So the motor was still working. Yeah. So he just activates it and saws into Jason's head. Yeah, well, it was the neck. Luckily, the propeller was just right at his neck. So Mm -hmm. that was fortunate. And man, that, uh, that is a long scene. It's just like... There's just ch- like chunks like floating to the top of the lake full mm-hmm. of like just all Jason's neck and grossness and it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. But I kind of was thinking, you know, she doesn't behead him. No, no, she's, she's kind of like chunks into his head. Yeah, it's like just yeah, but it's like I wonder with the the chain around his neck, you know, mm-hmm. at some point like would his head pop off after being under there for so long? Well, maybe. I mean, what what did the fish eat him? Would they become many Jason fish? <laughs> Think, I think that lake's too polluted to to sustain life. I mean, to be at, honest, at, at this point, probably. Yeah, uh, but I'm I'm wondering, you know, if we if you cut Jason's head off, I mean, at least in this first incarnation, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of zombie Jason. Does that stop him? Yeah, is, is, is Jason like a Deadpool kind of thing, where it's like yeah. kind of gener- super generative powers? Yeah, can his head reattach? Could. Would he just pick it up and carry it around with him? Would his body just, you know, meander on with, uh, you know, no real, no real idea of where it's going, but just like killing any but the thing that got in its way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we've already seen Jason hold a, a decapitated Freddy head, but his own head, mm, we don't know. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? I he, mean, he'd he probably t- use it as a weapon to beat somebody up anyway. Yeah. You know, it's just a zombie Jason. You kind of like, well, what are the rules for killing him? Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, so, and we don't even kill him. No, we just basically put him to stasis. It's like, yeah, I'll leave him at the bottom of the lake, it's fine. He's not even in stasis. He's awake. That eye's open at the end. Well, I mean, stasis as in, like, he's temporarily incapacitated until the next movie when they'll try and reopen the camp again. Yeah, Jason uh, versus Carrie. Jason versus Carrie. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I still, en- I-, I have enjoyed it in the past, though, every time mm-hmm. that it was on TV. I have really got to go back and rewatch some of these older Jason movies. I forget how fun they are. Oh, yeah, they're hilarious. Yeah. This one was especially fun. It's mm-hmm. the shortest movie, though. It's only 86 minutes. Yeah, it's super short. Yeah. I would say, like, that. that's a movie that you could watch on, you know, any su- kind of Sunday, uh, Sunday, Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a long Saturday night. That is a hangover movie and a half. Oh, easily. Yeah. So, I mean, I would recommend it. If, if you want to see, like, just uh, if you want to have a good Jason movie that you can kind of, like, pick up and you can see where he became, you know, the Jason that everybody's really familiar with, the Unstoppable Force, Six mm-hmm. is a good choice. And, Chris, you'll probably say something similar, I'm guessing. Oh, easily, easily. It's, uh, for being, the, watching this for the first time since I was a kid, it was fun. It was silly. Uh, it was like those, what maybe it really enjoyed monster movies of just the silliness over the top, where it's kind of like, oh, no, suspenseful. Will the killer get me? It's like, no, this is a monster of machine. Yeah, exactly. You know, so that's those are our opinions, and you guys are welcome to share your own as well. As usual, uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, shebe underscore gbs, and then we're on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash shebegbs. You can also just send us an email at shebegbs at outlook.com. And until next time, stay creepy, y'all. Bye.